When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we are talking about crazy rich Asians. And we are joined by, uh, actually, uh, a guest we have had before, a friend of the podcast, the hilarious Leonard Chan. What's up, Leonard? Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming back. Really, really appreciate you. Nice to be in a very culturally specific. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had you on Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> it's musicals. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, um, so excited to have you on for this movie. I, I I'm gonna say uh, my first watch of this movie. Okay, great. I had never seen this movie before. I was delighted. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was cute. It was fun. A couple of scenes maybe I could have done without a couple of corny things, but like on the it was a it was a a very movie movie. It was a spectacle. There were mon there was a makeover montage. Like everything just kind of unfolded the way I would like a movie to unfold. Very hot people. Oh very, <laughs> very this is hot a good, people. This is a good looking movie. This is a good looking movie, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've seen it a number of times because I had to. Uh, what do you oh, why do you have to? <laughs> this is my Black Panther. I have to. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> this is my Black Panther. So <laughs> <laughs> this is our moment. I love when like Shang Chi came out. You're like, no, I already had my. No, Black no, no, no. I already is, had it. Like, is, Sing- Singapore is my Wakanda. Okay. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> so you've seen it multiple times. I've seen it multiple times. Even though, you know what? Like, first of all, I just love rom-coms. But like... Oh, me too. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're simple, whatever. But I remember everybody was like, oh my God, this movie's going to be so relatable. And it's representation, yay. And then I saw this movie and I was like, this is not relatable at all. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they are so rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. relatable if you're a billionaire. <laughs> like, I was yeah. just Show in... me crazy poor Asians. Exactly. Yeah. I guess it's probably Parasite, but anyway. <laughs> At least half of it. Half yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I was like, "This is what I'm." <laughs> this is what I I've mean. lived in someone's basement before. Uh, <laughs> you know what's because I was in Singapore like a week before this movie came out. And oh, then cool! When I, and then when I went to see the movie, I was like, "So that's what the inside of all these fancy buildings look like." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. The ones where you drive by and they're like, "Move along." Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And uh, had you had you seen this one before? Craig? Yeah, I was actually at the uh, Toronto premiere because I'm an owl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, cat got cat, no, cat, <laughs> cat got tickets like through her work, and we were there, and it was nice. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> You've been appreciated, ally. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you Thank for your you, service. Thank you, ally. <laughs> 
Uh, guys, if you haven't seen uh, Crazy Rich Asians, uh, first of all, you just should because I think it's a good movie. It's a spe- it's it's a very movie movie. It's fun. It hums along pretty quickly. I don't. I never found myself being bored at any moment. Uh, there's a couple of scenes where I kind of roll my eyes a little bit, but other than that, I mean, honestly, on the whole, pretty good movie. Um, it is. It has all the workings and trappings of your uh, your basic rom com. Okay. Um, very smart, intelligent woman, Rachel. She is uh, the the youngest professor. At, I, I think it's NYU or so. so whatever, Something whatever. Like that, yeah. So some some very high, um, highly ranked school uh, for uh, college university. Yeah. She's an overachiever, obviously. Obviously, an overachiever. Um, she is dating uh, Nick. And she does not know that Nick is an ultra-rich billionaire, comes from a very, very, very rich family, um, which is like a whole thing I want to get into. Oh, I am me too. so excited to talk about. Me too. Um, but basically, <laughs> uh, the, the, he wants her to come to a wedding. He is going to introduce her to his, her whole family. He has given her no, not a fucking warning, not a single warning. Right. They board the pl- they they board this plane. They're like right this way, first class. These people are grabbing your bags, and then what starts to unfold is some of the most extravagant bullshit I have ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Extravagant to the uh, just the craziest degree. She finds out that he was supposed to come home and that he's supposed to take over this family business, perhaps. And really, none of his family really likes her that much. Uh, because she comes from a poor family and like, what are we, or like poor to them. Uh, not fucking poor to me. I'm like, girl, you're living in New York. You're killing it. Okay. Your mom was killing it, killing the game. Anyway, um, Nick is going to propose there's, you know, they're going to a bachelor party, bachelorette party. A lot of stuff unfolds. They throw a fucking fish in her bed, which is super weird. That's a crazy scene that feels very misplaced. Anyway, we're going to get into all that. (laughs) Um, it is one of the primary adjectives of this film, though. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So um, so then uh, Nick ends up proposing. She says no because, like, your family does Yeah, we're, I'm not being a part of this, basically. And then uh, he gets on the plane. She says yes. The, roll credits. I, I don't know. Yeah. And the but, mother's in there. Yeah, yeah, the mother's in there. She doesn't like her. They have a lot of uh, conflict and interaction. There's, there's a lot more to this, but that is basically the bones of this fucking thing. And if you haven't seen it, please see the movie, even though Rebecca just explained the whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, if you do see the movie, please pay for it. So that Hollywood understands that Asian-led entertainment makes money so that I can be more employed. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. I think I might have. <laughs> I, think, I don't, I don't want to tell him myself right now, but I think I might have illegally streamed this film. So you not Len- an ally. <laughs> you owe Leonard a Coke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Next time I see you, or I'm buying you a beer, bud. I, yeah, because I, I couldn't find this anywhere for oh, some really? reason. It's on Netflix, isn't no, it? No, it's not. They booed, They took it off. I was so upset. They were. There was a remind me later situation. Oh. Yeah. I was so mad. I hate when they do that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Did you? I, don't, I forget how I watched anyway, it. Anyway, I think I, I think I stream. I'm so sorry. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, guys, before we get to who we think uh, the heroes and villains of this movie are, uh, we would like to thank our sponsor of this episode. You know them. You love them. 
It's T Public, baby. It's T Public, where you can find your next favorite tea or tank top or hoodie or mug or sticker or phone case and so much more. You can get any one of your favorite designs on almost anything you want, the style you want, the, the size you want, the color you want. Get it done. We've got great designs uh, on our on our T Public. Yes, website. right now we've got uh, our in our store. Uh, I'm actually sporting this design right now today, which yeah. is uh, you know that I love Kerbal Space Program. They got a little NASA logo that's like Kerbal. So like I've been sporting that for a while. Nerd. Yeah, you know it. Uh, and uh, as well, nerd um, and ally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. And we also have our designs on there uh, where we have our romantic third option uh, T-shirt. And yeah, a, a strong candidate for this exactly. episode. So, I believe. You know how we're always on about like you don't need to choose between the two guys. There's a third option, which yeah. is none of the above. So if you want that on a t-shirt or whatever like that, uh, you can check it out as well. Maybe you just want the Villain Was Right logo. We got that design there too. Both are old and a new one. Are you classic Villain Was Right? Are you, are new, you new Villain Was Right? Let us know. Let us know, guys. So head on over to vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com uh, to check out all of our merch and favorite designs from Tee Public. That is vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com. And thank you again, Tee Public, for your continued support. And now it is time to talk about who we think the villains are. Who do we think the villains are? It's Eleanor. It's the mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, well, that's what they want us to think, yes. right? That she's the villain. I don't think she's the real villain. I yeah. mean, she's villainous in yes. ways, but, mm. you know, there's people I, I think are, are more culpable for yeah. Rachel's plight in this film. Mm. Yeah, and also uh, Ama, the, the grandma, basically, mm -hmm. who's like um, Nick's father's mother, right? Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, and also didn't like Eleanor. Yes. So there's like a whole multi-generational we don't like. No, we haze you in. We <laughs> haze you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haze you into this uh, family. Yeah. It's yeah. the Asian skull and crossbones. Yes. Yes. Um, another villain I, I want to defend and if, if not fully defend, certainly talk about, which is uh, so Astrid, who is the uh, cousin played by uh, Gemma Chan. Uh, Je yeah. Sorry, Gemma Chan. Um, is uh, a she's fine like, last name? Yes. Yeah. So she's like uh, she's like the good one in this yeah. group, and her husband ends up cheating on her, mm -hmm. and like it's a whole thing. And uh, man, do I want to get into that way more than uh, I, I need well, to let's get start in. there. Yeah. Okay, let's start. You're enough. so excited. Let's okay. start there. Let's because do it. like okay, so <laughs> I don't even know his name because he's like Michael. largely Michael. Okay, thank you. He's largely inconsequential to the rest. He of the really movie. is. Yeah, but oh. like he becomes a much bigger villain in the future. Well, in the future books, but. Now it's very different what happened in the books and what happened. Oh, this in the is movies. I forgot this was books. Oh, there's three books. Oh shit. Oh yeah, Crazy Rich Girlfriend is coming out next, and then the last one is I forget what it's called. Oh, are I'd they read are that. they doing it as movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are the books good? I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. I I'll fucking read that. Man. All right. All well, right. that's good to know. Okay, yeah. so Michael then it is, and he's like he's kind of cast as this like commoner, like he's kind of the one that like they're like look. Uh, uh, Nick can marry a, a commoner because <laughs> Astrid, your cousin, did it, right? And Astrid is like presented as this like perfect person. Yeah. Where yeah. she's like, I do charity and I'm kind and I'm, I'm good to Rachel and like all these things. And M Michael or whoever it is cheats on her and there's this big scene in the thing where she, she like finds like this text like the bed is empty without you. And you're like, oh, what a what a fucking asshole treating this perfect woman mm -mm. like this. But the thing he says when he is found out 
is chilling, chilling to the bone, where he goes, yeah, I just wanted something I did to have any consequence because you are so fucking rich that I can't do anything without being completely overwhelmed for you. So I'm not saying cheating was the right thing to do, but I definitely want to investigate. I want that side of the story, mm-hmm. right? Read the book. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh. Because in the, book, in the book, I mean, spoiler. Spoilies. In the book, yeah, okay, no, but, I'm in. So he doesn't cheat on her in the book. Oh. oh. He fakes an affair. Oh, that's because even better. That is even better. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Because he wants, same thing. He wants exactly the reason why he did it in the movie, because he wants something to be of consequence. He fakes an affair, and when she oh, finds that out. That would have been better. They should put that in the movie. I don't, not to be that book bitch, but yeah. like they should have put that in. Yeah. Because that's then, way more interesting. Oh, it w- super, super layered, like yeah. really, that's a way more interesting back thing than, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, I, I don't, this relationship's bad, so I cheated on you yeah. and like done. Yeah. yeah. But also in the movie, the only thing that we, so the big thing is like she, we were introduced to her and we were like, we know she's a nice person because mm-hmm. she talks to children. Literally the only like <laughs> good example. <laughs> like you, you know, so, if it was a, a 50 year old man, and it's like, oh, he's not a nice person because he's talks to children. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. you're a crazy hot rich woman, so you, you know, so that's fine. But then we also see her being like, I would like these 1.2 million dollar ear, like pearl earrings that she picks up like they're a People magazine at the the, uh, the grocery store checkout. And you're like, of course, of course, any you would feel smothered in that relationship because like. Money aside, and like also gender roles aside, making significantly more than your partner is absolutely going to be a uh, a cause of conflict. I don't. I, I don't think know. it has to be a. I don't think it has to be, and I think you can work through it. Yeah. But I think you're lying to yourself saying that it, it can't be a source of conflict. No, it will be. Like I went to. <laughs> I went to private school. I was a, uh, a rich bitch. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I wasn't. I was like, the like I, I drove in from Markham. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like the Andrea from 90210, right? I was the poor kid who went to like a private school. I'd say, okay, and, yeah. Uh, but then, so I was friends with like very wealthy people. Mm. And you can see like, oh yeah, for sure, like there's a dynamic between people who make like a shit ton of money and people who don't make that much money even though like this dude was he, an he, entrepreneur like he was successful but it's like and but I think like the issue there is when you start attaching like so much of your self-worth to how much you make yeah yeah so that's, I, a, that's a him thing too I think uh, no that is it's definitely a him thing end. and also to agree with your point but to kind of disagree with it a little bit yeah. I think there's a difference between like me like if I make 30,000 and you make a hundred thousand that w- actually probably won't be a huge point of conflict. For sure. Whereas if I make $100,000 and you make a billion dollars, that's actually different because we are, uh, it's almost like culturally different. We are at our baseline 
different human beings because we grew up so fucking differently and in such fucking different environments that we're barely the same human being. Yeah, yeah that's I agree. The, and we're that's barely the in the same ballpark. Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like there's a theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to that point, like I think, and I think the conflict comes with that like how you need to live like how you choose to live your life in that in that mm. case right like mm. like to 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 get a more uh uh a relatable or understandable example it's like if one person in a relationship is like on a really tight budget and like we can't eat out like you know I want to eat at home and that sort of thing and the other person is making a lot more money mm-hmm. and they're like but this is something I want to do and I have the money to do it there's there's this period of time where you go like oh I'll treat you I'll pay for mm-hmm. everything but then there does, and, and all conflicts can be resolved. It doesn't have to be a thing. <laughs> but there is this tension between mm. how you want to live, you, how you want to or how you can live your life. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there's, there's a pride in like, oh, I can't afford to eat out, but I always stay within budget and I don't have a lot to work with, but I, I make it work. And to be with someone who's always wanting to go out and always wanting to do that like that's going to cause tension because now either you're stopping them from doing what they want to do or you're feeling like you're relying on them all the time or you're feeling like they're relying on you. So there's that source of tension. And just, I mean, the line of, I just want anything I do to have a consequence mm-hmm. is, I don't know. There's there's so much more there than I had an affair. Yes, yep. and I, I, I'm just going to make the statement. If you are walking around with over a million dollars on your ears, you genuinely deserve to get cheated on. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. All day, all day, you could deserve to get cheated on. You heartless cunt. You are walking around with the type of money that could fix communities yeah. on your fucking earlobes. I hope every man you ever meet cheats on you, you witch. Can I just say, Rebecca, (laughs) I've known you for a long time. We've been doing this podcast for a long time. Yes, we have. And I know that I never come into this podcast ready to defend rich people or cheaters. (laughs) And I am so interested to see which one takes the higher priority here. And it's good to know. Yeah, we learned to know. We learned people. Fuck them. It is. Fuck them. I hope every one of those motherfuckers gets cheated on. Fuck every single fucking one. I love how like everybody's like eat the rich, and like Rebecca's like no, cheat the rich, cheat the rich, cheat them, cheat the rich. Them. <laughs> take their money. Take their more. Take them. Take their uh, hearts. Stomp yeah, on them. Stomp on them. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. They didn't have a heart to begin with, dude. You're walking around with that much fucking money in your pockets, you fucks. Oh, that's the new dating app. Is like cheat on the spouses of rich people. Yeah, hundred percent. Anytime celebrities like. I can't believe so-and-so cheated on so-and-so. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's all they're doing. That has to be all they're doing. There can't be, there's no consequence. They don't feel, have, you're right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, should we get to Eleanor? Because I sure. think she's the most interesting and most prominent villain in this. Yeah, too. I think so. I think Eleanor and then we'll get to like, I think we have a, I think we, Rebecca and I uh, have an Based on how you introduce this, I think we have similar opinions on, on a certain character. So oh, that, anyway. I think so, oh, well, too. What is that one, then? Let's, uh, let's... Oh, that's Nick. It's Nick. Oh, okay. Nick can get fucked. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck, Fuck that, that motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Get him, Leonard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen. What did this guy? Okay, look. First of all, I don't even know what he offers as a human, other than he looks like oh, he's hot. and he's hot and yeah. he has money. But like, I don't know what the hell his personality is. I don't know what he does. Whatever. Let's. He doesn't aside, have one, he basically. Has none. Yeah. But that aside, you know how fucking rich you are, right? Yeah. Which I get, like, off the top, I get why maybe he doesn't want to say right away, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right? Right yeah. away, I get it, right? No, like, I understand that, You know, that, yeah. you don't want, you want them to like me for me and not my money. And this maybe, is kind of charming, yeah, and like, may, I like this. Maybe yeah. there's a whole movie before Crazy Rich Asians, which is basically just an Asian version of coming to America. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Maybe that's the prequel to this film, mm-hmm. all right? So I get it. Maybe that's fine. But then you're inviting them to your to meet your entire family at the biggest event in Singaporean like the last century according to Aquafina, mm-hmm. right? Give a woman a heads up. Maybe One. let her know you're you're very wealthy. Maybe wear something nice to this event because you everybody's going to be scrutinizing what you're wearing, what your makeup is, the size of your pores. Like say fucking something and warn her. She's a game theory professor. I think she could have figured it out and like prepared a little bit. And they're supposed to be on the same goddamn team. Yeah. Yeah. No secrets when you're on the same team, man. No secrets. Also, you know, I can deal with things better if they're just not happening in real time. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? If you've given me warning, if we show up and we're, we're on like, like I, Okay, you show me to a backspace on a plane or a front space or whatever. You show me the first class. We're like, we're going to this ultra rich, whatever. Do you want us to prep the bed for you on this flight? Don't bed you? on a flight rich is insane. Bed rich. on a flight yeah. rich is totally different. You need to let me know. Also, don't you want me to be wearing some nice underwear for this? You don't understand the type of underwear I wear on a plane. Okay? <laughs> on an economy seat? Oh, Boy. it's going to be a wide, oh. wide pan. Ooh. It's got some. Oh, we got something to soak up the sweat back there, bud. <laughs> I'll tell you right quick. Okay, you can ring those bad boys out. No, no, no. If I know we're in a room with a private bed and we're you're all of a sudden rich and we're... A, we're playing this a bit different. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm even going to agree on like a basic level where you go, you're introducing family. Like, yeah. we're there, you know, when I introduced Kat to my family, it was like at a big family reunion. That's just the way it worked out. And I was like giving her the rundown, like, cousins, this is that. This is so and so's son, and this yeah. is so and so's daughter. Yeah. This is what you need to know. And like, my family would love her and accept her no matter what she knew or what, like, but like, you gotta give that yeah. rundown. No, you gotta give the prep. Like, Joe's gonna corner you and talk about the convoy. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it's like just, my mom will keep trying to feed you cookies even if you're full. So prepare yourself for that. Yeah. Like, whatever, you gotta run down the whole list. Exactly. I was dating a girl, I'd be like, listen, if your dad's a homophobic racist, let me know, yes, right? So She'd I like, can come in knowing. Exactly. We He's avoid racist. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, as an Asian, then I'll know not to try to blow him because that would be <laughs> awkward. <laughs> he would have a meltdown. That'd be the worst <laughs> thing of his life. <laughs> so yeah, you do have to give the family heads up for exactly. sure. The, here's the thing though. Uh, I will, uh, the, and this is like the one dig I'm going to take at Rachel, which is you probably should have known a little bit. And here's my philosophy. If. Victim blaming. Yeah. Mm. I'm sorry. Victim blaming. I'm sorry. <laughs> but she does know that he's from Singapore. Okay. She does know that he speaks with a British accent. She does know that he lives in New York City. I'm sorry. If you are from a place 
have an accent from a different place and live in a third place, you're probably pretty rich. But not like, the, but not, you know what? No, let, but no, there's no, a no, difference. Let me tell you this. Yeah. Okay. Because in, in, the, in Singapore and like Hong Kong and those places, like they teach you English. They were British colonies. They yeah, teach yeah. you English in school. You don't have to be that rich to speak with a British accent. Okay, okay, fair <laughs> enough. And you don't, and like just because you live in New York, I mean, yeah, he's probably not poor. I think she can ask her saying that but for her to be like, no, this oh, level, this level of rich, I think it's easily hidden. It's so like, hey, you want to? <laughs> you got enough money, you can hide any kind of money. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. what islands are for. <laughs> yeah, like a little, a little prep on this one yeah. for enough. sure. This is, yeah, this is, this is very unbecoming. And I will get on board too, where there is the scene, like, and it's after the bachelorette party, where like she is treated the worst. Like mm-hmm. basically, the knives the are fish. out. The fish, the fish, the fish like, in the bed. Like, People she thought were being nice to her. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, And he has this little speech where he's like, I'm so sorry. I I did. I did find it very attractive that you didn't know who I am because everybody knows who I am. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm a celebrity in Singapore. Um, Oh, poor, real rich celebrity. Yeah. But I, and that was so enticing to me that you didn't know that. And I wanted to hold on to it. Sure. But as you said, once it's like we're on the plane, it's like that fantasy is gone, man. You already love me for who yeah. I am. Yeah. Great. Well, then here's the backstory of who I am. Yeah, that's before you launch on plane. Secondary, now that you brought up that scene, so they're at right after when they're talking and she's kind of describing all these bad things that happened during this bachelorette party. At one point he says to her, he's like, please, please tell me this fish in your bed was the worst thing that happened. And I'm like, how are you not already freaking out about that? How is that not the height of this? What do you mean though? Oh, please, please tell me that's all that happened. That's all that happened? I found a gutted fucking fish in my fucking bed, spelt out in blood over the windows. (laughs) (laughs) Call me a gold digging slut. I... I'm telling you, if I come to my boyfriend and I say I found a gutted bloody fish in my bed and he's like, Please tell me that's the worst of the situation. We're breaking up. We're breaking up. You are not at the level of emotion I need you to be at for this. This is a trauma. Because it also implies... He expected worse. More. <laughs> yes. He's like, listen, they could have afforded a much more hideous creature than a fish. Yes. And it's like, oh, you didn't prep me at all. You didn't ship me out. Like, you didn't tell me that you used to date this woman. You didn't tell you didn't tell me fucking shit. Yeah. You send me out to the fucking wolves every fucking time. And you say dick all. And then you go, oh, well, it could have been worse. Oh, I, I hope that's all that happened. Where are you, bro? Where are you? Mm-hmm. I, mm, uh, yeah, no, I no. hate this guy. I don't like him. Okay. I, I'll tell you, I'm going to jump ahead. Okay. I, uh, the, the one scene that made me roll my fucking eyes with the only, there's one redeeming line in it. And it made me laugh so hard um, is when he proposes to her on the plane again. I hated that scene, man. I fucking hated it. They're they're like, first of all, this guy has clearly never been in economy. You got to move along, bud. Okay, like there, people are waiting to board this plane. Don't propose to me on the plane. Like the whole thing seemed very like, contri- I, I don't know, too choreographed, too contrived, too insane. Although the one thing that made me laugh so fucking hard is when he proposed and the woman behind her is like, 
she will she will marry you <laughs> like she's just like says it for her i fucking died <gasps> she will she will she will <laughs> like that made me laugh so fucking hard but i hated that proposal oh yeah i also didn't feel like it was like I guess we see uh, Eleanor, the mother, yeah, like kind of go and talk to him. But like, I felt like for Rachel's, from Rachel's standpoint, none of the issues that she had brought up in that uh, mahjong? mahjong game were resolved. No. <laughs> <laughs> Other than like, she kind of was like, okay, like giving her the, that the ring, ring was yeah. like an acceptance in her family. Being oh, like, okay, was that was that? Uh, it was her ring. Eleanor's it was ring. the ring. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, okay, did, that was the message yeah. to yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Very important detail. Okay, but yes. It yes. also that's says... the one that her husband gave her because yeah. her mother, yeah. his mother didn't approve of her. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Does, this is why you resolve? pay attention to the details in a movie. <laughs> yeah. And you don't do the villain was right thing where you go like, well, the villains have done everything they need to. I don't need to watch the conclusion of this movie. <laughs> but what that also really says to me is um, I won't do it unless mommy says it's okay. I got mommy's permission. I I really, you rejected me, and then I went back to mom, and then I came back. And, like, he was going to reject his whole family at that point. He did say mm -hmm. he was going to give up his whole family. Yeah. And she rejected him, and then it was just honestly... I, I just feel like the switch, I, I agree with you, the switch wasn't exactly earned, in my opinion, yeah. just for his point of view. For the mother, yeah, I get that. They had the conversation. At the, I like that scene. That was a really great scene. The Her giving her the ring, like, through that line. Love that. But I needed more from him. Yeah. yeah. It, I... I I would go so far as to say, like, maybe this isn't a you break up with him, fly back to New York, and you never talk to him again. Yeah. But there's certainly at least two sequels worth of conversations that need to be have about where boundaries are and what you're, how you're going to live your life. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's it's raised more... This trip has raised more questions than it has yeah. put to bed. Again, read the books. So... <laughs> <laughs> they don't even end up at together at the end of the first book. Yeah, I could see that. That yeah. that yeah. did feel like that how this movie sense. was. Yeah. But like you wouldn't want that as the ending. Oh, of course for the not. Book. No. Yeah. In case they didn't get in case the movie wasn't successful, you weren't gonna get sequels. But yeah. um yeah, like well here's you know, to to your point, I mm -hmm. feel like when Nick proposed, it wasn't that like, oh, I wouldn't do this without mommy's permission, is that Rachel would never do it without Mommy's permission. mommy's permission. Oh, yes. No, you're right. You're right. right. That so is that's the yes. only way Nick could have gotten yeah. her to be with him is if she got, if he got her permission, her, her but for Rachel's sake. Yes. Like, I feel like this movie was a rom-com, but the people that, the romance was actually between Rachel and Eleanor. Yeah. Like, oh, that's who yeah. she had to win I do over. like that, yeah. That's a good point. Right? Yeah. Because Henry Golding, like, he's, He's nothing. He's useless. He's just whatever. He is not. He's not, he's like a MacGuffin. He's just this yeah, true. Henry mm. Golding shaped thing, which actually does nothing. The beautiful rich boyfriend who everybody he's wants. The, he's the complication, <laughs> which makes this whole thing so much more difficult than it has to be. That's so. Funny. And then she has to. And then Rachel has to overcome his idiocy mm -hmm. to, and then all of this rich shit to like then win over Eleanor. Yeah. In her own way. And apparently yes. the mahjong scene is. Like, I was looking at those tiles, and I was like, I have no fucking clue oh. what's supposed to happen yeah. here. You want me to explain yes, the Mahjong please. scene yeah, yeah. to you? Okay. 
So basically, it's actually is a very layered scene. Uh, a lot of that's what I figured, but I was just like, mm, yeah, don't have the, so don't was, have the vocabulary for because, this. <laughs> yeah, it was actually a great scene because like I play mahjong, understand, and I I was like, oh, I can see how the scene works without people understanding mahjong, but how people would really like it if you do understand mahjong because mm. my wife had no idea what it was, and I had to explain it to her. No, me either. Yeah. So basically, <clears throat> so first when they sit down, this is really interesting. Like the mahjong uh, table is divided <laughs> into four quadrants, like uh, compass. Like east, north, south, west. Mm. Uh, Eleanor is sitting on east, and uh, Rachel sits down on west. Ah, uh, right? oh, so, wow! There's oh, already so, right, yeah. there's already right so the much more yeah. right off the top, right? Wow. So now, uh, and let, let me preface all this by saying uh, that, of course, Rachel's a game theory professor. So let, let's just assume, for the sake of everything, that she is an absolute expert in this game. And I think that's. I think we can make that leap. Yeah, we can make that leap. Right. So then now, what's happening is based on what uh, Eleanor is doing and discarding. Uh, Rachel can see what type of a hand she's putting together. So one of the first mm-hmm. things that Eleanor does is called pong, which she does like a, a triplet. Right, okay. and when you do triplets, like you have to expose them. So now she's like, "Oh, she's doing triplets." So now I know that's the type of hand that she's going after oh, okay. to, in order to win. And then, and then as the game is progressing, like based on what Eleanor is discarding, mm-hmm. uh, Rachel can then fathom. Okay, I understand. Like these are like the tiles that she most likely needs to win her hand. Meanwhile, Rachel is constructing her own set. Of tiles to like win, but she hasn't. Everything is still hidden because she hasn't actually had needed to take uh, any sort of tiles from anybody else yet. Mm. Everything she's drawn herself, which again is all actually another sign of her self sufficiency, right? And Oof. also, wow. like, this is a way this deeper is great. Scene. Yeah, and I also love this. with uh, <laughs> with Eleanor when she does pong the triplet thing, like that's like it's it's about family. Right. That's also the symbolism of like, oh, we're group units, group units, group units. And that's really like because it's an individualism versus collectivism, which is another big theme of this movie. Right. And so then at the end, when Rachel picks up the eight, uh, the bamboo eight or or batsok, as you call it in Cantonese, she sees it. That's exactly the tile she needs to win. But she also now knows based on all these other, you know, all the evidence that this is the tile that Eleanor needs to win. So then she does that whole speech. I I I won. I could have won. Nick proposed mm-hmm. to me. I could say yes. You'd be screwed. But you know. You made sure there's no winning. You made sure there's no winning, and so uh, and it goes back to the beginning of the movie when she does that speech, the game theory speech. Like yeah. sometimes you play, not to lose. Oh yeah, you're versus, you're playing not to lose. Yeah. and I'm playing to win. Exactly. Yeah. So then that's kind of like it goes back to it harkens back to that, and then she's like. She could have won with that hand. She doesn't. She gives it up so that Eleanor can win. Mm-hmm. And then just so she's so you know that I know that I could have won, blah, blah, blah. And the whole game kind of symb- is, is the situation. Is the situation. Yeah. So it's like a big metaphor that if you don't know what's going on, like, it, you know, it's fine. That like, kind of still translated. Not every layer you said, but yeah. there was some translation of that of like... Um, I I don't know. I I see what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. you could feel that vibe through the whole yeah. thing of like this is matching what you're doing, but yeah. I don't know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like you, the camera's yeah. holding awful long yeah. on that piece. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure exactly. that means it really something. Means something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, super strong symbolism. I love like it. it was really it was a really well done. That's scene. so cool. And like um, I did pick up on the fact that she is using game theory in some way to get Nick 
by the end of it. Like she's like, this is what you have. This is what I have. The, these are the situations where it doesn't work out and I'm forcing your hand to make this decision like with in terms of the Nick thing but mm. I couldn't quite chart that yeah. out because I'm don't not think, a game theorist. I, at the end, I don't think Rachel is like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get Nick. She's given up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But by giving up, that's how she wins. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's dig into Eleanor a little bit more because mm-hmm. I feel like she is the strong, the strongest opposition in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is that the the really funny thing I found with her is that she kept obviously saying things about herself that applied to this current situation, mm-hmm. where it was like, yeah, the mother didn't like me, and da 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 da, da and she kept pushing me out, and I'm like, oh, to me, it just constantly kind of sounded like she was kind of like pushing her into being like not pushing her away necessarily like pushing her into being herself like be mm-hmm. like me mm-hmm. yeah this is what i received when i got in here be like me mm. like i'm gonna tell you you'll never be me but that's what was told to me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and if you can be me somehow but but she's like but you can never be me because you were mm. you grew up in a different culture you grew up american it was like that um that, that dim sum scene, right? When they're making uh, oh, dumplings, yes. mm-hmm. right? When she says, oh, Americans, like you don't build things to last, right? And that's like, for them, it's like, because it's, it's about sacrifice for the families. Mm-hmm. Like Americans don't build things to last, I guess, like walls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wall has some staying power. I mean, it's a pretty good wall. It's a pretty good wall. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, but it, like the, uh, I literally like fuck after she's like after I made my note on saying this, but so it's Eleanor sort of like, and we think she's opening up a little bit, and she's like, mm. I'm so sorry, I'm so I was so harsh on you, I want to apologize for that, and she does the whole reveal about how Ama doesn't like her when she mm-hmm. and like oh, is this on the stairs after on the yeah. stairs, yeah, 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 yeah. and and the, the they explain the ring mm-hmm. and all the rest. And you're like, oh, this is the turning point. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be some more conflict here, but like, all of branches. Yeah. And she ends it. It took me many years for her to come around. I had no idea the work and the sacrifice it would take. Many days wondering if I'd ever measure up. And then she says, "And that's how I know you'll never be enough because I've done this and you can't mm. do it." And I was just like, like, oh, how are you not on a plane right now? I know. God, ah. if somebody said that to me, I would be like, well, yeah. bye. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nick's dick must be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes I, I kind of work the opposite way. Sometimes when somebody tells me something like that, I'm like, oh. Oh, we, we thought. Wow. Buck, buck, We've bitch. really ignited a <laughs> fucking fire in me, haven't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. I don't fucking see. Yes. Also, like, I've just had so many instances where, well, actually, now that I'm even saying that, I'm like, oh, sometimes I did leave. Or more so, like, I'm like, listen, those people aren't for me anymore. Like, you and I can be together. That's great. Not doing that. Yeah. Not going to those people. We're not playing that game. Cut your check and let's go. Like, and I guess, but I guess probably from Eleanor's perspective, that is like, as we're saying, like a push, right? That is a test where she goes, Mm -hmm. if I say that you're not good enough, what do you do? Do you fold or do you say, fuck you, I am good enough? Mm -hmm. And like, in that sense, I guess she's kind of right, where she's like, this is what it's going to take to survive Mm -hmm. and be a part of this family. Like, if you can't handle this, 
you're gonna you're gonna cause damage or like you're not gonna get along with people. There's gonna be conflict. There's gonna be drama. And it's like so if you aren't this type of person, mm-hmm. you can't be in this family. Mm-hmm. And and I think she also knows like what uh, Rachel would have to give up. Right, she's a tenured professor at NYU. Right? You oh, give hell, up tenure. Nah. It's like she's like helping her. She's like, listen, I know you don't want to. You're not gonna want to sacrifice what you need to sacrifice to be part of this family. So like, I just don't see it. I don't see you, because you're American. You're selfish. I don't think I don't think that's a far fetched thing to say. Americans are individualistic and selfish. Well, yeah, yeah. Versus she... like you know Asian philosophies. Yes, so. but I would also strongly argue that a lot of people in that family are not sacrificing dick all. <laughs> 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 I <laughs> agree. Yes. <laughs> I have like, there's so, look around. <laughs> like, I agree. It's a different uh, type of sacrifice. It's a different type of burden with that wealth. It's not, you're not sacrificing anything on like this certain level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm. Uh, but as you go up the <laughs> chain, there's certain levels where you're like, oh, you will never get to follow your dreams. You will never get to do the things you actually want to no, do. No, I think you some w- of those guys really are. If you, I'm not saying like they're immediate, like that immediate tiny little family, but once you get to the cousins and shit, it's fucking on. Okay. One of them's a director who's fucking the, uh, the actress that he likes. Yeah. Yeah. There's another cousin that just seems like a tornado that just comes out. Uh, well, you know, my special little crush on that man. Uh, but, uh, Oh, Bernard, Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah. Oh, I did not know this. Okay, yeah. fair Just, enough. Have you seen oh. the rom-com with him? No, I haven't. Oh, boy. I know. Now, now you can I... watch to be like, oh, I am I am totally the other girl. Yeah. Uh, I am Nina Dobrev. Really? Like, oh, okay. I've got something to look forward to when I get home. Yeah, uh, yeah I've got a tiny little crush on that man. Okay, uh, wow. But, uh, yeah, he's just like... Oh yeah. I mean, I, no, it's just that's, that's, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Wow. I just so th- this is how Rebecca shows her allyship. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our own ways. <laughs> I guess it's maybe the characters I've seen him portray, which are like largely unpleasant. Uh, oh, perhaps. And I'm just but like she's him. Into that. Uh, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. The no. bad boy vibe. We to just did our own. episode on Finland. I so to each their own. <laughs> to each their own. But yeah, he just kind of shows up and is a tornado. I don't think that man has sacrificed anything in his whole life. No, yeah, I think true. it's I think it's when you get closer to the, the core of the, the nucleus. Of the, that's when the responsibilities get greater. It's like the William and uh, uh, sorry, Harry and Meghan thing, right? Well, yes, I suppose. All I'm just saying is, is I think we can have uh, one of these wives fuck off a little bit, and that'll be fine. Like, I think the standard at which this family's like, well, you gotta sacrifice. I'm like, look, the fuck, nobody's sacrificing shit. (laughs) This woman flooded her wedding and walked through it. That was wild. I was like, I understand the water flow. That looks super cool. I'm on board with that. But then to walk through it. No, like, I honestly, like, visually, it was gorgeous. And she saved on shoes. On a... On a point, on a point, on the standpoint of like humanity, <laughs> everyone is bad in this movie. Everyone, Eleanor, right. everyone. This is wealth that that is so evil, <laughs> in in and of itself, so just blatantly fucking evil. I, and and that's where I kind of. I disagree with Ray. Like, I get it. You've already fallen in love with this man. That's a little bit of a different vibe. Okay. But like, I actually don't even think I could be around that. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. Not even the family, not pushing them out. Like that whole montage. And I, 
listen, I'm a sucker for a makeover montage. I don't give a fuck. I would watch one of those in every single movie. <laughs> Jason Bourne's doing a makeover? Done. Okay, like, I, I don't care who's getting it done. I want to watch a makeover montage in every movie I'm watching. Every single one. Okay. I really need to see a Jason Bourne makeover I montage. Want it. You know what it is? I'm sorry, but they've done it. It's Mission Impossible. When they're putting on the masks oh, and, like, yeah. getting ready. Oh, that's the are. spy makeover. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Right, it's right. like, you know, they got to rush and get it done and it no, like I does want it and in the voice movie. kicks in later. Yep. I love it. But the idea that this woman is trying to buy into this makes me so angry and upset. Yeah. The idea that you can look at this, you can go into a building and be like, there's a stuffed tiger on the wall. I'm going to leave. <laughs> I just got to tell you, if there is, a, other than like maybe like museums or like science, places of science or reasons that this would be here, if I'm walking around and there is large game stuffed, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. To be fair, you can have large game stuffed in a very poor cabin. <laughs> Yeah, we have a we have a links up in yeah. our yeah, but like generations removed, right? Like sure, yeah. Still yeah. don't like it. Fair enough. I yeah. still don't like it. So you can get rid of that at any moment. You're yeah. allowed. Yeah, that's true. It's tacky, and you're allowed to throw it out. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. No offense. Okay, you are allowed to get rid of it. Yeah. Okay. But Fuck that shit. But tradition, Rebecca. No, no, no. Tradition. I'm out. Okay. So, okay. So there, we have touched on it quickly here. Of like this, like Western individualism. Uh, I think Eleanor even says it as you pursue your dreams and, and the happiness, and, and like, it ruins yeah. the, it ruins it things, dreams. and we build something that lasts. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, how do you guys feel about that? Because like, I feel. I mean, as a North American, I feel very conflicted by it, no, but. I, I actually think the right answer is actually somewhere in the middle. Right. I have read a few articles on the about um, uh, like the toxic pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. Essentially, mm. the idea the the idea that you are supposed to be happy for every moment of every day is ridiculous, toxic, and unrealistic. Yeah. Okay. True. It's just completely unrealistic. It's not the truth. Mm -hmm. Some uh, a lot of human existence is simply survival. It is simply, I make it to tomorrow and just, and rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. All right. Now being happy is great, but the idea that you need happiness in every moment of your life is actually not good for you and kind of, yeah, it can kind of break you down a little bit and make you more unhappy. Absolutely. I think happiness should be a guide, but if it comes a goal, you guarantee you will never achieve it. Yeah. Exactly. And I think there is somewhere in the middle where it's like we build things to last, we dig in, we do the hard work or we do what we have to do or whatever. I genuinely think there's somewhere in the middle that is proper. Yeah. The way you live your life. Because mm -hmm. it's 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 not happiness. What you want is you mm -hmm. want fulfillment. Like you want to feel like what you're doing is contributing to something and mm -hmm. work and that like mm -hmm. that your work is creating and being rewarded in whatever way that is. And it's connection, right? And that connection, in this case, I guess, is, is family. Like, this is, yeah. this, is this bedrock. <coughs> These are the relationships that we choose to nurture because they stick around and they're, they're you know, the blood is thicker than water, all that. I don't quite know what that metaphor means. But anyway, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you build that. So, like, I think, I think there is something about, like, an older generation being, like, 
okay, here's what really matters, though. You know, mm-hmm. this this is what will make you happy, happy long term. Yes. Or at least like a life that can be sustained. Yeah. Like, yes. Something that you can continue on and continue doing day after day after day. But yes, the idea I, I genuinely believe like the pursuit of happiness at the expense of everything else is toxic within itself. Yep. So I do kind of. Not 100%. I think I'm actually 50-50 on this argument between the two of them. Mm. Yeah. But where do you stand on uh, you know, the greater good? Because that's really what this is, right? It's about like, no, we do this. We sacrifice for the greater good. No, but I think that uh, I don't. I think it's the greater good of our greater good. It's not a great. It's, it's our it's our family's greater good. Sure. It's our generational greater good. When I think about greater good, I think about societal greater good. Okay, so like I. If well, that is also a lot. I mean, that it builds outward from there, right? In like in in society in, in Asian societies, it's not just about sacrificing for the family units, but sacrificing for society. No, absolutely, but I do not believe that is what those people are doing at all. Oh, no, 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 of course not. Yes. Not <laughs> <those>. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that's what you were trying to say. I'm like, no, 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 these oh, people not, are not evil. Those no, people. no, 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 of course not. So, so I guess maybe the question is, what would have changed had this been like a middle-class family that she would, like obviously oh, all the rich it, stuff, it, like, it everything. Just been, the movie would have just been called Asians. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like... <laughs> Sorry. But like say middle class in like <laughs> Singapore, right, meets university professor from uh uh New York. Like is there still that that conflict that you're talking about yes. in like the the individualism versus the collectivism? Yes, but there's a much much to a much lesser extent because they have less to protect. Okay. Right? Like that's what the sacrifice is for. That's what you're you're protecting like this unit, this this thing that has been built over centuries. But if it's, you know, not that grand, it's not like the, it's not the monarchy. Yeah. So right? it's, it's the difference. <laughs> it's, it's like if, if was, <laughs> I love that. No, that there's just like a little dial that they check. was like, how many generations of work are we fucking up if we let him, exactly. fu- if we let him marry her? And they're like, two? <laughs> Grandpa yeah. was a dick anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh no, we'll lose our plumbing shop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. That's exactly it. But like the, those underlying philosophies are all still there, you know, from a cultural origin, but the bigger it gets, like, you know, the more responsibility, the more burden, the more everything, and that's the crux of the film, right? So, so do you think, like, um, regardless of whether or not they do, like, are, their actions do it, because mm-hmm. um, I think Rebecca would, like, chop our heads off if we suggested this, but you feel that, their family, like the Youngs, I guess it is, are, they feel like in their position that they have a very large uh, obligation to the community at large, like like everybody in Singapore. Like if they do well, everybody in Singapore is a little better off. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on in the succession parts of this uh, <laughs> <laughs> of this movie, of that family. I, yeah. I don't know how much, I mean, based on what I know, like, I don't know how much responsibility, social responsibility they feel. I think if they do feel it, it's because it's, it all goes back to reputation and status and how we look. So, of co- and, and we don't, you know, when the revolution begins, we don't want to be, be beheaded. So I think from that 
motivated by that, sure they would think that, but they're, they're not doing it in any sort of altruist. You don't become mega billionaires through altruism. Nah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why all billionaires are fucking evil. <laughs> yeah. They're all evil, and we should push them all off a cliff, actually. And I'm not kidding. Um, <laughs> I am not. Uh, yeah. Uh, what did you think, though, about uh, Eleanor's move here to like basically out uh, her mom as having like fled China? Uh, no, like I, no, valid. You yeah. think so? Honey P. Honey P. Honey P, I think that's valid. Here's why. Um, uh, well, firstly, and, and this is also on Nick. Um, I actually think um, the, a lot of these conversations could have happened before they even met her. Mm. Nick needed to tell them about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like, oh, you know, come tomorrow and we'll find out like, no, no, no. Like I need, we're going to need a few weeks of prep. If I have this much money, I'm not kidding. And, that, and maybe it's just cause I'm a big Veronica Mars fan, but <laughs> that needs some private investigative all over it. Okay. I don't care. I know, I know it's an invasion of privacy, but if I have that much money, I actually think that's the move. Mm-hmm. No, you don't yeah. think the monarchy vetted Meghan Markle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. that's a hundred percent the move. That's we their seen version you? of a quick Google <laughs> where you go out on the date. They're like, oh yeah, no, we've got a private guy. We just now the fact that it is a matter of her family and the the pro or whatever. Obviously, I don't agree with that. You can go fuck yourself. The act of investigating her, I'm on board with that immediately. Right. Immediately. Okay. Okay, and Nora, I know I shouldn't be. I know I shouldn't be. It's probably morally <laughs> wrong. But genuinely, I get those steps, and that makes sense to me. Yeah, it's practical. It is practical. Yeah. And at a moment, like, better better that than, like, uh, I don't know, everything unfolding later, big prenups, big oh, argument, man. whatever. Like, let's let's figure out what's going on here right now. <laughs> Especially when Nick doesn't, like, it, it seems like he barely communicates with his mother. She's trying. I'm sure she wants to know shit about this woman. Probably would have loved to hear it from her son's mouth. Not yeah. getting it. Yeah. It was actually pretty wild. Like the, right at the start of the movie, it's like the uh, the gossip chain happens. Ah, I love that gets, scene. That's it great. It gets to Eleanor before yeah. they've even left the restaurant. Like before they finish dessert. I yeah. was like, oh, I mean, but how do you keep up with that? I've literally how do you keep ahead of that. Oh, I've can't. literally had that happen in the comedy community. Really? Like I have. I have gotten off stage and looked at a text and been like, oh my God, I just heard this. And I was like, that happened while I was on stage. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, man, some of these text chains are... Uh, it's high school, man. It's high school. Ah, uh, you know, I love a good text chain, though. Mm. <laughs> good old group got chat. My, got my peoples, you know? <laughs> got my peoples, let them know. Um, yes. I also think, listen, and I don't think... I don't think it's right, but I under, and I don't like the, the fish seems like, did the fish seem like a big jump to anybody else? Like a big, like, I don't know why it just, it seemed so violent for the rest of the movie. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a very, it, it is a very colorful movie. It's very bright. It's light. We have these scenes like, like proposals on, on airplanes and like cute little things. And then it's like, there's this gutted fish 
with blood. If it was just the fish, I think I could have done it. But the writing on the wall with the blood, I was like, did you pay one of the servers to do that? Or did you? Because I don't think you got in there yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then you had to describe this to somebody and you're like, here's what I need you to do. Like, it's so crazy. And if you did it wrong, it's like, clean it and do, and it, do again. it again. I want it more medicing. And I, want I need different... more drip on that blood. And the uh, fish. The fish, I want this particular type of fish because it, it's real. Could it look like the eye is following you yeah. wherever you are in the room? I also love the idea of this, like, this poor room service woman or something who probably doesn't speak English, like, try to copy it off of a note that she's been giving. It's like, gold <laughs> <laughs> digger. Oh, my Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> but they had to write it out. She had to copy it out. Got to make sure you get the message perfect. She's like, this is not worth it. This is, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think, I think it was a bit of a jump. It also, I felt like it was a bit of a jump for um, just even those characters, like who you thought were her friends or like who were being nice to her. And then they like, oh, it turns out they're actually being very catty and very gossipy and all the rest. But, like, cat catty and gossipy and, um, you know, uh, undermining her are very different. Like, that that's a more sophisticated social play oh, to discredit. Oh, no, I get that as all a, day. As yeah, opposed day. to, which is, is more uh, in line with their class, like what they would mm. think of themselves. It, it does seem like they are lowering themselves to some weird, yeah. insane level. Yeah, yeah. That just seemed like that very particular part. I was like, ah, that seemed off yeah. to me. But that, yeah, one of the one of the few things. Also, um, just to point out that I, I feel like Nick, like you said, Nick is really one of the actual biggest villains in this movie because it's not even like he was just because you think, oh, you know, he just lied about his wealth, and it's like, no, that's not the only thing you could have lied about because in order to hide your wealth, there's about 1,000 other lies that you have to say leading up to that. It's like, this you're proposing. This woman kind of has to know you. Mm -hmm. know, understand your family dynamics. Like, you've told stories. Like, this kind of thing. At one point in this movie, this guy literally solo flies a helicopter with his buddy because they don't like the bachelor party. So you're telling me she doesn't know you have a pilot's license, bro? Like, there, where does it end, man? Like, I don't think you said that to her yeah. because that would have put up a flag. Yeah. So how much have you lied about and how little does this woman actually know about you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not about lying about your wealth. It's about lying about who you who are. Who you are, dude. I've gone on dates where I've actually... I, I gonna be honest with you. I've noped out of a lot lower of a tax bracket than this. <laughs> okay, because I can't, I can't. I'm not good at it. Like I, I'm sure maybe, maybe if you were like poor as a kid and then you became rich, that's probably something I could party with. I could be in that. Okay, that's not a problem. Okay, but if you grew up rich, I actually don't think I can date you. Mm. I've been on dates with people that were rich when they grew up, and I'm like, I. I don't even know what to talk to you about. Like literally this one guy was talking, he was like, Oh yes. You know, when we used to go with the horses in the summer, I'm like, I, you have like an accent. You have like a rich accent. Sorry. Horses. <laughs> like hey, the it's horses. horse. It's, it's a fucking horse. Horse. And you can use it as a desk if you want. I don't know if you know that. 
So <laughs> it's a it's a callback to like a really old episode. I can't even Wait, begin to explain. The first time we had to stop the episode. Yeah, I can't like, even begin to explain what, what that is. Yeah. But right at the end too, like we were wrapping it up and we we're like, hang on. Anyway, uh, just as a horse. Just, anyway, Google villain was right. Horse desk apple pants. Wow. Like a, horse like desk a, apple pants. <laughs> like that's that's a literal walking desk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, point being is that yeah, like I can't even imagine. So like. I would genuinely feel really hurt and really deceived if not, not from the front end, couple of months in sure. Okay. But I would actually, I would feel fucking floor. Like I, I, I just, I would feel fucking yeah. terrible if we got like well into this to the point where you were thinking about proposing and I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. For some reason I just thought of the, the song, you know, the song normal people, um, uh, you'll never and the, the I forget who sings it. It's like, but it's, you'll never be poor like normal people. It's like you can you can act the part. You can pretend okay. that like you know like you're one of us. That mm -hmm. you're that you know you're you know slumming it. And you're staying in these bad apartments and all the rest. But if you call your dad, is showing up. Is like oh, in yeah, the song yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you'll never be. Poor. I don't think I know the song. Oh wow, check it song. out. It's a pretty good one. Uh, and it's all about like this girl being like. Yeah, no, I'm one of you. And the, the singer being like, you're not, though. Because you could always call your dad and he's going to show up. Mm. Like, you always have that. So that that's the same sort of thing there, right? Where he where Nick can sort of play that level in New York and be like, I'm fine. I don't, I don't know what he says that he does uh, in New York. Do we ever learn that? No, I don't. But, like, he's got a nice place. Like, that's established. But, yeah. like, oh, but if, if you ever got into it, you could fly home to Singapore. I mean, you like, have an out. Oh, I, this guy's got the biggest out of all time. I feel like the audience knows as much about Nick as Rachel does. Yeah. Yeah, actually, true, like, yeah. I don't know anything about him, which is, you know, I don't, it, it, including his personality. Like, I really don't know who the hell he is. I don't, I don't think, yeah, it doesn't make any I think, any yeah, sense. and it really goes, I think you're right. It really goes more back to your point, which is the movie is so much more about the relationship between his mother Mm -hmm. and Rachel than it is about their actual fucking relationship oh, yeah. with this absolute meat stick. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's exactly it. He's a, a meat fucking stick. meat stick. I mean, he's hot as fuck. Like, yeah. I'll give him that. Like, there's no, there's no doubt. He's a great meat stick. Okay, he's nailing it. But like, good Lord. <laughs> yeah, this guy's got nothing going on. Or, or everything in the same token. It's so weird. I just, yeah, I just don't think I could ever date somebody... That was like literal royalty. It would be too much. So uncomfortable. Yeah. It would be too much. Like, you know, like people I know who've like married into really rich families and stuff like that. It's just, it's a Buddy, it's even a like low tier stuff. Like sometimes I talk to somebody, I'm like, oh, you've been hot your whole life. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those, oh, people have been hot their Get whole life. I'm like, not even, not even one ugly summer, bro. Come on. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway. Time will come for them. You'll have your day. It comes for us all. <laughs> You're going to decline faster than I will. <laughs> so funny. People will notice the difference with you. <laughs> I've always been mediocre. Uh, <laughs> well, guys, does it feel like we're ready? Yeah, absolutely. We're ready to rank these villains. Um, I am. I'm literally just ranking all these rich motherfuckers. I hate them all. Um, I am, 
Okay. I my my scale is um, people or things that you think uh, poor people do the most, and it's actually mostly rich people. Ah. <laughs> um, so from uh, complaining to the manager to uh, a love for free shit. <laughs> the biggest love for free shit I've ever seen. I'm going to give all these rich people a cutting your own hair. Uh, I have met so many billionaires that cut their own hair. Uh, I Three of them in the same room, actually. Um, and I Did got you it. Say billionaires? Billionaires. Okay. Uh, cut their own hair, and I got to tell you, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you're all ugly as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. What do you got for us, Leonard? Uh, well, I mostly ranked, uh, I just ranked Michelle Yao because she was the intended antagonist yeah, good. of this film. So I uh, said my, my, um, my scale is from absolutely nothing to everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> I give her a crouching tiger hidden dragon. Nice. Because I know that doesn't make any sense, but you can literally have anything between nothing and everything, and she was definitely something. Perfection. It. Nailed it, Leonard. Nailed Excellent. it. So uh, a bit of an overlap here, but I've got the uh, movies where you don't want to fuck with Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> 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 uh, so from Tomorrow Never Dies, this is uh, the James Bond one she was into, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, very kick-ass in that. Uh, I'm going to give Eleanor actually a, uh, a super cop, nice. a.k.a. the Jackie Chan movie where she jumped a motorcycle onto a moving train, having never ridden a motorcycle previously, uh, because she's going to do what needs to be done to make it work. Nice. Fuck yeah. yeah right. I got to, man, I got to get into more of these movies, dude. <laughs> I got I got a mad girl crush. Mad girl crush, so talented, you gotta so go hot. Her she's yeah. got, she, she does, she's done some amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. all right. We're, well, I'm gonna fucking dig in. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, and guys, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, as always, there's a couple of ways you can help out the podcast. If you would like to follow us, you can follow us at VWR Podcast on uh, Twitter. Villain was right on Facebook. Villain was right at gmail.com. If you would like to uh, email us your comments, suggestions, stories. Um, and if you would like to watch our stupid faces, you can, uh, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at villain was right. And if you got a couple of bucks, yeah, you can hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash the villain was right. Uh, Patreon is a subscription service where you get to support the artists that you love. And in exchange, you get amazing benefits. Uh, so if you support the villain was right at our top tier, you get a uh, bonus episodes, uh, two bonus episodes every month. Rebecca picks one. I pick one. We talk about things where the villain wasn't right. Uh, and uh, you can check that out, two a month. And as well, we also have uh, voting on our audience choice episodes, early release of episodes, and ad-free at our uh, at our lowest tier there. Uh, so you can check that out at VWR, uh, sorry, at uh, patreon.com slash of the villain was right. And uh, thank you to everyone who listens and shares and uh, tells your friends about this podcast. We appreciate you. We love you. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. Uh, I have a villain this week. Uh, my villain is Saint Clement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't coming for a saint today. Coming eh? for a saint. Uh, wow, Craig. <laughs> because uh, well, it makes sense in a minute. So uh, as as uh, you know, I, I am going around doing these uh, science workshops in school. I've talked about that before. And this one day I had this uh, this workshop scheduled, two of them at St. Clement's. And I was like, okay. And I pop it into Google. And sure enough, 
in around the normal area that I do it. There's one St. Clement. I was like, here we go. Absolutely. And I, I drive there. It's like in midtown Toronto, you know, like uh, uh, around Eglinton area, that sort of thing, if you know the city. And so, like, I drive up and it's like, it's pure chaos. Like, there's traffic everywhere. There's construction. I'm like, I'm not going to find a place to park. I'm freaking out. I'm like, I'm already running a little bit late here. So I go and like, oh, I noticed this church next to the the school. And it's, oh, St. Clement Church. Mm-hmm. I, as, I assume that these two are related. You know, the yeah. church is the thing. And I'm like, that's fine. So I like park in that parking lot. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm sure this is fine. Like they're probably associated. And there were some people uh, outside. I was like, can we do this? And like, oh, well, this is actually St. Clement early childhood education here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not actually associated with that other school, but you can go in and ask if you can park here. I was like, all right. Like, I can't find any other parking, so I can run in, and I'm like, okay, uh, hi, I'm here at this school. Is it okay if I park here? And she's like, uh... Yeah, okay. And she like gives me a pass to like park in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, a pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A visitor pass. Yeah, I was like, okay, great. I was like, great. So you're not associated, but that's fine. We've got St. Clement Church and St. Clement Early Childhood Education and St. Clement School. And then I go into the school. I've got my big car to stuff. I'm like hauling it in up like wheelchair ramps Mm, and all the rest into the school. Check in at the office, which is just like chaos. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Head up to like the second floor. So I go up to the second floor and I walk into this classroom and the teacher's sitting there and he goes, uh, excuse me? And I was like, oh, I'm here for this today? He's like, not in this class. And I was like, oh, shit. So then I like, I'm running around this floor, like trying to find the room number. Yeah. Finally find like a, a admin, like a secretary. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's it? She's like, oh, well, sixth grade would have been on the third floor. So I like go up to the third floor with her and she's like, and who are you here to see? And I like say the teacher's name. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't recognize that name. I was like, Uh-oh. what do you mean? Uh-oh. She's like, are you, do you mean like St. Like Clement's the Catholic school? And I was like, this isn't a Catholic school. Like everyone's running around in like kilts and like, <laughs> she was like, uh, no, this is an Anglican school. It's like a, a private school. I was like, how the fuck is this the only St. Clement that came up on Google? Yeah. And she goes, no, you probably mean the uh, St. Clement in Etobicoke. Oh. <sighs> Which is the other side it's of the really city. Far it's really where you're far away. At. So it's like, this is already like, I'm supposed to start this workshop at like 9.30. I bossed my ass out of this school, get back to my parking spot. I have to run into the daycare and like exchange the parking mm-hmm. passes. Like, this is the wrong thing. I'm getting my equipment loaded up. I'm like trying to call the school, but like I can't get through because it's the start of their school day. So they're like, the, they're all doing stuff. So I'm like frantically sending emails. I'm like, it's going to be like another half an hour for me to get there and it's like it's so fucking far away i'm in traffic and i finally get there and like get there just in time to like start it so that we could like finish the first one in the morning yeah stuck around to the second one but i was like it's like an hour away from my house like from where i started i've never done one that far away before and i was so my villain of the week is fucking saint clement who apparently (laughs) apparently the patron saint of having too many fucking schools named after him (laughs) my villain of the week how about uh, uh how about you leonard what do you got a hero villain uh not a villain so uh this week um so on monday of this week i injured myself boo yeah i oh. was uh on the basketball court uh <laughs> injured myself i mean technically i'm old so i just stepped off the curb onto the basketball court and that's how it happened um <laughs> yeah because that's my age um and yeah so you know, it's uh, I haven't been able to uh, stand up for a week. This is the first time I've actually been able to straighten out my back. Uh, uh. It's been 
it's been a sneak preview for my wife as to what's going to happen when I'm 80 years old, where she has to do everything and take care of me. Um, so, yeah, uh, it wasn't fun. Uh, it was because of basketball. So my villain this week is Dr. James Naismith, inventor of basketball. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you invent such an awesome game? <laughs> we need those peach baskets back. You know what? I, honestly, the, re- the reason yeah, I know, <laughs> he just put holes in them. He's, that's a Canadian heritage moment. Uh, by the way, the reason I'm <laughs> roasting Naismith instead of a real person uh, is because the last time I was on this podcast, I had an experience with Home Depot. I named the employees, and then some villain was right fans started bombarding them with no! negative reviews. No. Like, I mobilized an army, so I'm like, you know what? No. Maybe this time uh, I will just reference somebody who's dead. Yeah. <laughs> that can't happen so again. F- that's kind of funny, So you heard though. it here, Henchies. Mobilize and get basketball canceled. Yeah. yeah. Canceled. So. Like, oh no more basketball. I'm actually, I'm impressed. I know. I'm impressed that I'm, we, but, some but, people mobilize. But Craig it. was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> Oh, no, I feel good about it. Mobilize, mobilize. Are, mobilize. Are, are we we are making villains? an army. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, so I've got I got a villain. It's a villain. I'm sorry. It just is. Um, so one time, uh, one of my exes, um, he uh, lived in a different country. Or sorry, his family lived in a different country, whatever. So, uh, so we travel over to that country. And I'm going to meet his grandmother. Which feels very, this feels very connected to this. I actually decided halfway through this episode I was going to switch what story I did because they jogged my memory and I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. I got one for this. So um, I'm meeting his uh, grandmother for the first time. His grandmother is uh, Spanish. Very like, you know, just, you know, Spanish. Very, uh, a little uh, uh, more much more emotional than I am as a person. Let's just say that. Okay. Like I'm, I come from a very dry British family. You know what I mean? Like this woman was pouring out emotions. Right. So we get in there and, um, she doesn't know, she does not address my existence. (laughs) It's very, it's kind of weird. Like it's kind of like, she kind of was like, Hey, kind of right. But also there's like a couple of language barriers here. Like she's speaking Spanish and French and like, back and forth kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm not grabbing on any of this really like the odd word maybe. And, um, she keeps kind of being like low key, kind of rude to me and kind of side eyeing me. And I was like, this is a very weird experience. I'm like, I don't bitch. I don't want to be here either. Okay. Like, I don't want, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. Okay. I, I have no attachment to you at all, but I'm just here because I love this person and I will sit here and do this. And at one, the f- oh my God, I honestly, this was the funniest. I've never seen this happen before. I've, cause I, this is again, not my type of family. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not here to judge this, whatever. But I was just like, what the fuck? So this was, so she starts really breaking down. She starts losing it, right? She's like crying. She was like, you know, she, and she's talking to him. Like, you don't visit me. Enough. You know, all the grandma stuff. You don't visit me enough. You're letting me, you're just, you're just letting me die. Like you're just, you're just, you're, you're, and basically it's like you're killing me. You're killing, you're not around. You're killing me. And then she turns it to me. Mm -hmm. And now it turns into, you took him away from me. 
Oh. You took him away from me. And now she's crying and she's saying this stuff to me. Like, you took him away from me, da 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 and all this stuff. And now she's like, and now she's yelling at me. You'll never love him like I'll, I love him. You'll never love him like I, and she's bawling. She's bawling while she's saying, I'm standing in the doorway going, we got a goal. Okay, we got I'm not sticking around for this. She's hugging him, crying. We're trying to leave. And she's like, you'll never, that's the last, the last words I heard from this woman was, you'll never love him like I love him. Because I left that room, I left her apartment and I looked at him and I said, I'm never coming back here. I was like, she doesn't want to see me. I do not want to see her. There is no reason to do this. Family functions. We got to go to a wedding or something. Fine. I am not coming here anymore. This is done. And it was. <laughs> that was the last time I saw that woman. I'm lucky, luckily no longer dating this man. But can you? I'm mad. You'll never love him. Like, And I literally said to her, yeah. I was like, you're right. Yeah. I can't. No. You're right. That's what I said to her. I said, you're right. And turns out she was extra right. Because <laughs> I fucking hate that motherfucker now. <laughs> Buddy. Anyway, guys, that's it for me. Uh, as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Uh, Leonard, anything you would like to promote? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on at the Leonard Chan on whatever platform. And... Uh yeah, that's, that's it. That's that, wow, that's it. Oh, Leonard, you always got stuff rolling. I, I know, but I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Leonard's stuff. And, yeah, uh, he's got, you got a great album out. Oh, that's true. I do have the album, Peanut Butter and Jellyfish. I, I will be recording another one at some point later this year. Uh, I'm sure. I don't know when. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> um... Yeah. Oh, I was just on a TV show. So that is called Auntie B's House. So who knows when that's going to come out? But like, it's on CBC Kids. I play a dad. Oh, congratulations. Right. So cool. Yeah. All right. Well, so, guys, if you have kids, watch out for Leonard. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, CraigFay.com for show dates. And uh, that does it for us this week on the podcast. Uh, tune in next week when we are going to be covering uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. I cannot the whole TV, or at least the first season. Uh, check it out. And uh, until then, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to give your significant other a heads up when visiting family. <laughs> The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.